Welcome to Artists of New England. This is a podcast created to inspire you on your journey of artistic expression. Whether you are a career artist, a teacher, an emerging artist, or hobbyist, you can learn and gain support from your peers. We will explore the symbiotic relationship between these groups, lending insight and empathy towards each other. We will discover the where, when, why, and how of the creative process of artists living and working in New England, with occasional bonus interviews with gallery owners, collectors of fine art, and art historians. Perhaps today's show will bring you the aha moment you've been waiting for. Welcome to Artists of New England with your host, Laura Castaneri-King, and again, my co-host, Margaret Sheldon. Good morning. How are you today, Margaret? I'm great. I have uh, two two vaccination appointments, for, one for my husband and one for myself next week. So we are feeling greatly relieved here. Good news. I feel like I've been hiding from this virus. Yeah. I mean, I'll still hide, but I'll just feel like I'm a little stronger. <laughs> my defenses will be stronger. Yes. Oh, no, I'm, I'm great. Uh, good it's news. all good. Yeah, everybody's out there fighting the system, but I'm glad you got in. So this week, we had a little burst of insight, and we said, what do you do with all of the training, information, workshops, body, body, body? And so we came up with a show, which we just named, <laughs> Budgeting Time, Training, and Resources. <laughs> So this will be interesting. We'll just kind of go through. We'll start with, um, well, we'll start with all the various options that one has these days, which has expanded and gotten bigger and bigger. And so option one, I'm going to start with videos of all sorts. So I'm going to go straight to YouTube because that seems to be the go-to for, for so many people. I, mm-hmm. for one, cannot stay on YouTube very long because you could literally wake up and it's past dinner and people are asking what's happening <laughs> <at> dinner <laughs> you could just be on there all day i went on there for some um I, I got a new medium a little bit of gouache for christmas i'm like let's figure out how to use this go on youtube bam inundated with you know literally hundreds of videos so what do you do I mean, it's an overload of information. <laughs> so for me, I, um, I actually asked a few friends, and to me that really helps when I'm not sure what to do. Ask a few friends, and uh, they recommended one, and I went with that. Okay, there's YouTube. So I think trying to ask for recommendations, let somebody else spend their day on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and give you the lowdown. That's my go-to for that. Um, purchased videos. I have a couple downloaded and only one hard copy. And I really tried to limit them until I've really gone through them. And part of our discussion today is going to be, you know, not just getting through them, but incorporating them into your practice, right? Do I just watch it, throw it aside? Or, you know, how do I, how do I deal with this information? So, that's my rule. I, I never have more than three. I probably only have a total of six. I never have more than two or three before. You know, I have to get through them. I have to get through them. I have to work through them. I have to pay attention to them and try to utilize what I've learned. But that's that for videos. I don't know. That <clears throat> works for me. You know, in the early, in the early days, 
<laughs> in the early days when you sort of bought a hard video and yeah. they sent you that little plastic packet and you had, I suppose they did it. You could pop it into, what was it called? Like your, your VCR. Oh, gosh. Oh, the VCRs, the big clunkers. Remember those? Yeah. But then I remember, um, you know, then it became CDs and mm -hmm. you, you could, the, the box would be the same, but when you opened it, it was just that flat disc. So that was easy enough to pop in the computer. Yeah. And I remember the first time the only option given was to download it. And I had all these hesitations. I thought, well, if I download it, does it like live in the computer? Like what happens here? How do I make sure? Yeah. I mean, I don't think I was aware of even cloud, you know, cloud sharing at that point. <clears throat> and now I can't believe I ever questioned it because the fun thing is some of my favorite videos, I've got one that's um, on my desktop, which I rarely use the desktop, but I do for that. Yeah. And it's kind of, it fires me up. You know, I'm glad it's there. I know I can just like turn it on and click and be watching it. And I, that part I love yeah. because even if it isn't for the instruction, if it's just like to get your creative juices flowing, or maybe it's more like your envy juices. Oh, I wish I could think <laughs> like she does. Absolutely. I'm going to go do that. Um, it's just, it's fun that it lives on the computers. And I did figure out how to share it, you know, to my laptop and all the rest yeah. um yeah but but other than videos i don't know if you know people have heard us if they've listened to this show you and i have both done well, not so much a zoom class but zoom figure drawing you know which is set up and there's no instruction it's you know every man for himself if you learn you learn the way i don't know i did in college right you learn from watching talented people around you and kind of picking up yeah. tips and figuring out what's different and, and that's fun but i know <clears throat> a lot of the art associations cambridge art association is doing a lot of zoom classes i've seen it certainly every place around here and frankly i think it's because the teachers the people who normally would be teaching classes had to find a way to replace that income lost during this quarantine um but when you have no social life that's right. I mean, other than like waving to the mailman at the end of the driveway, I get, I get really excited to see the mailman, um, <clears throat> which makes me think of something else I'll tell you about later. But, <laughs> you know, I think, no, Zoom isn't perfect. It's not perfect. It's not the same <clears throat> as taking a class and sort of over the course of a couple of weeks, getting to know a few people and, you know, maybe having coffee or whatever but it's better than nothing. And for now, I think it has really filled an important uh, void. Number one, if you want to take a class and structure your day, you can, and you can learn something and you can always get in. That's the other thing, you're not close. <laughs> you know, the class isn't capped at 12, you're not sort of yeah, boxed that, out. That's an amazing thing and that's how I got in to be able to do that with Paul. You know, I would have never been able to get that opportunity. Yeah. And and I definitely love that. About yeah, that. it's great. And for the teachers, it's wonderful because... And the, the up I, close. So the up close, you yeah. know, sometimes I don't paint, I just watch Paul paint. Yep. Yep. And even in a workshop, an in-person workshop, you wouldn't always get that 
close of a view. That's right. Somebody gets the good viewing spot and the rest of us just <laughs> crane our necks. <laughs> right. But it's true. It's been, it's, it's filled a need. I'm sure it's here to stay. Yeah. I just, um, I hope it keeps, you know, getting fine tuned and perfected. Yeah. I like that. And then, you know, you touched on the in-person. I mean, there's, there's probably nothing better. Um, let me just back up for a second. Over the sure. online YouTubes and videos that you have downloaded, to me, a Zoom class, signing up for a Zoom class, makes me be there and show up. Whereas the DVD can sit on the oh. counter, the, you know. So if you really are in a, a vein of seriousness on something, flitting around YouTube, it's not really going to be it. You want to get into a Zoom class that's going to be structured and make you show up and do mm. So that's that's one good thing about that, as well as the in-person. But, oh, we can't wait for the in-person classes again. And, you know, many people, the plein air, they were doing them last fall. So we'll be up here in the Northeast. We'll be all thought out here soon. <laughs> Although this, those diehards are still out there in the snow. I know. Well, follow them. My, my studio mate is up in northern New Hampshire. Oh. And... You know, she um, she's Megan Week. She's pretty amazing because she will tromp out there in any weather. And let me tell you, when someone does a good job painting snow, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind leaning over her shoulder. But but you're right, the in person. Yeah. Oh, I long I long for a group of artists yeah. who can sort of speak clearly with no masks and. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we just have to all hope for the best. So do you have a, a class that what you sort of identified as the perfect class, the one that you would love to take when, quote, this is all over? And yeah, well, I, I typically, I've not done any classes far from home. There's one in Tuscany. I'd love uh. to <laughs> There's actually several. <laughs> uh, there really are. But, you know, when those days return, that's my dream. Um to go to, to Tuscany for a class. I did go to Tuscany about two years ago and I did paint at the top of this little museum with a watercolor teacher. It was, it was kind of fun, but, <laughs> but it's not what I well, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, if, you, if you're going, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but as far as the local classes, yeah, I love to do the plein air classes. Mm. Where the teacher will do a demo and then everybody paints and then everybody shares. And like you said, you know, yeah. you pick up as much from watching the other students and asking questions and yeah, I just love it. There's a, there's a real energetic flow that you get that you, you just can't get on zoom, you know, um, clearly. <laughs> so. Well, yeah. And I, I really, for me, it's the social. I just yeah. miss, <laughs> I just miss the, the in-person chat that I always find the person who <laughs> I'm still good friends with this one gal and she and I looked at each other. It was like, we didn't know anyone, you know, should we grab some lunch? Yeah, there's enough time. And when we were looking for a restaurant, she finally said, I just want some place that's got like a wine list. And I looked at her and I thought, oh, we could be friends. We were both freezing cold. You know, we'd been outside and you sort of go, okay, I understand you now. Yes. So yeah, those days. Mm. Well, the next, the next item on our list, um, which I think it's easy to forget about yeah. books and magazines, 
Every single working artist I know has, it always seems like everyone has a better library than my own. It doesn't, you know, if, it's that oh, greener, always. <laughs> of, of interesting books and yeah. beautiful books. And I have to admit, if I take a breath, in fact, maybe I'll do that this weekend. Yeah. What? Ooh, Laura, a challenge. Oh, let me have it. Everyone should go dig out all of your art books, go to your kitchen table, your dining room table, and just start, start piling them up, go through every room of your house, see what you've got. Yeah. Because <clears throat> let's see, I'm going to date myself. Anyone who studied art history probably has the Janus book. Yes. <laughs> the Janus book of art history. Um, there's the, I still have those, you know, I have, I don't think I have anything from high school, but I certainly have a lot of art books from, from college. I don't know how I could afford them in those days. Wow, how did yeah. I? Right. Gosh. The big <laughs> thick ones, the three inches. Yeah. But then, um, you know, I remember, gosh, what was the name of that wonderful bookstore in New York? Huh? I think it was Rizzoli, where you could get the just dreamiest art books. Books that like, I don't want a Christmas present or a birthday present, right. just the one present I want. This covers you for five years, mom, kind of a book. Um, but, you know, we've all got them. And how many people look through them? I know people who don't crack them once they get them home. Um, so I think some art books. When I was in Australia, I discovered all, there are a huge number of really just stunningly good women artists in Australia. Wow. I don't know why. Wow. It outpaces our museum in terms of just gender equity, yeah. but I did buy some books and I can't tell you I've done them justice. So yeah, I think, you know, everybody needs to remember that you've got those resources. And the other thing is, if you're still doing magazines, whether it's online or in person, you know, you, you almost couldn't make me happier on a rainy or snowy day than, you know, a cup of tea and a good magazine to flip through. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and it's not... <laughs> It's not just plein air magazine, which I have to tell you, my husband knew I wanted a few years back, got me a subscription and God bless him. He keeps renewing it. But I, you know, anything that'll sort of juice you up. And I I don't know if people go into, I mean, where do you buy your art magazines? Do you go into Barnes and Noble still? I used to clean them out. Yeah, I actually do. I only have one subscription and the others, I just go into Barnes and Noble. But I think if, you know, for me, the big, thick, juicy books. I recently, even before we thought of this episode, it was one of my, quote, New Year's resolutions, and I've been pretty good at it. It's the one night a week where I, it's just, it's a long work day, and I'm drained, so I plan yeah. to do nothing after dinner, and so I get on the chaise with my cup of tea and my oh. books, and that is my one night a week to just do exactly what you said. Don't leave them in the corner uncracked. Get into them and utilize yeah. them. And as for the magazine, it's just what you said. It gets me juiced up. I, I don't, I mean, you do get some valuable information as well, but for me, it's that, oh my God, let me go try that. You know, it's just, yeah. that's. Yeah. And that's where the information is about, you know, shows that you might want to enter, you know, call, calls for art. And even the, the local ones here in Boston, we have, um, well, the one I'm thinking of is Art Scope magazine. And I love oh, right. seeing what other artists are doing and what the gallery shows are. And honestly, I have looked at more gallery shows online during this shutdown. 
than I ever could have gone to. And I mean, my studio is in the middle of, you know, gallery land, but it's funny. I, I kind of go there to work and I love having sort of the, the leisurely pace that you can set when you're looking at it online. And then if it really piques your interest, you know, call them up, make an appointment and you get the whole place to yourself now. You know, most of the galleries here, John and I did go to see that Wendy Arton show, which was fabulous in Boston. And um, they said no more than four people in the gallery at once. And it was just John and I, and it was heaven. Um, So, yeah, I'm all for it. I guess that all comes from books and magazines. Yeah, yeah. That's one that I, I have forgotten about, but that was on my list a while ago to get... Yeah, I gotta look that one up. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, okay. No, We're I'm... making our own. <laughs> wait, wait. This is really Margaret, Margaret and Laura's to-do list. We're really working <laughs> on budgeting our time here. Uh, yeah. Now I have two magazine subscriptions. Oh gosh, I love it. But you know, one thing for me too, I love is to have. Um, Maybe an art, like I'm reading a book uh, by Kandinsky, and I think one that you recommended a while ago, Wolf, Wolflin, Wolfin, something like that. I don't that. think it was me, but no, I've got it now on my list to check it out. I heard it somewhere, but um, so I keep their smaller. So if it's a smaller book, it's not the big three, three inch one. But I keep those in my magazines beside my bed because, to be honest, before I go to sleep, I don't want to, you know, the the big rule nowadays, stay off social media, don't read the news, de-stress, you know, and for me that art and just that inspiration and going to bed with pretty pictures in my head, you know, that's, I know. that's the way to go. And that's where you think up things like, yeah, when this is done, I want to go to Tuscany, right? I mean, that's where <laughs> yes. great ideas are born. Right. I'm Allison, I'm all for it. Uh, me too. Okay. All right. So then I, I don't want to leave this one out, but you know, in your growth and in your motivation, and we are so, uh, sometimes so scheduled, and we don't take the time for just that free play and that spontaneity of trying to create and explore. And I think that's really a valuable thing that, honestly, I'll be really honest, I have to quote, schedule it in, because otherwise it won't happen. I know that sounds crazy, but I think that it's a it's such a valuable thing that that we should be able to have that in our budget of time and resources because you know you want what's up in your own head of course it's all voices too <laughs> everybody's voice of you've studied with but do your you best. should you should <laughs> yes yes tell them to leave the room and this is your time and just see what comes out play mm. explore so I think that's something that should be on everybody's list. See what other people are doing with their free explorations, which you'll find on social media. (laughs) There you go. Oh, (laughs) lovely segue. (laughs) You know, right now, at this point in my life, in, um, you know, sort of in the world, I think that's probably the right context. Social media is both, you know, the life ring that can save you. And it's also, you know, a little bit of a stone that will pull you down. I mean, when you talk about, you know, a day disappearing on YouTube, social media is probably one of the most 
dangerous time sucks I have. I mean, it's amazing to me that I can pick up my phone and, and think I'm just going to glance at something for a, a few minutes. And then a half an hour later, I'm just, I, I agree. How does that happen? What happens to our brain? Are we that engaged or are we just zoned out? I don't know the answer, yeah. but if you try to look for the good and there's plenty of good on social media, you know, right now I'm, I'm so touched by particularly the artists in the South who are sort of reaching out and trying to do something for folks in Texas. Yes. Um, yes. You know, and, and you just think, yes, this is the way to get people who aren't affected to help those who are. It's wonderful. And certainly if there's an artist or a maker, I even want to say a maker because I don't see a lot of sculpture, but I see a lot of um, sort of, you know, these found objects and I see a lot of sort of works on paper and I see printmakers, all of which, you know, can kind of inspire some good things if, if your medium is, you know, more 2D like mine is. Mm -hmm. But the blogs, I'll be honest with you, maybe I'm the only one that does this, but like when I read a blog, I have a, a voice in my head. I imagine what that person's <laughs> voice is like yeah. speaking to me. Yeah. I mean, you know, we always say that like a good writer has a certain voice that you hear. Mm -hmm. um, and there are, are blogs that I love following. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are also blogs that I guess I'm becoming impatient because there's, I just sort of go, oh, are you kidding? Same thing again. Boom. Yeah. And then I, they're off my list of favorites. I'll go back. Mm -hmm. But um, the ones that I like, it changes all the time. Mm -hmm. Something new will catch my eye or somebody will be doing something. And for whatever reason, it's like, it's a short friendship, not a lifelong friendship. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And, you know, a few years ago, maybe even months ago, I don't know, I'm in a time warp here, but yeah. I used to look at people's websites. I'm going to tell you the truth. I never go to anyone's website anymore. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. For the most part, I just don't. I find that's a good place to go if I want to be directed. Mm -hmm. If I want to see if that person's teaching, you can look on their website. If I want to figure out, sometimes I want to figure out where they live. It amazes me that people are on social media and it doesn't say in their profile where they're from. I'm always curious, you know, yeah. do you live in the mountains? Or are you uh, whatever? But social media, I think the important lesson or, or maybe the important message I would share is don't let it take you away from the things that you really want to be doing in your heart. It's a good tool, but it can can take over. It's like weeds in the garden. Be careful, it'll take over. Right. right. <laughs> so. I find that it can, you know, either you go to the garden and you've got this big juicy tomato one day when you're on social media or the next oh, day when yeah. there's a worm in the side. So you got to really monitor what you're feeling, you know, when you come sure. from it and what, why am I feeling that way and what vortex took me down that hole? And so next time I can kind of avoid that, that pitfall, but yeah. I think yeah, yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. More monitor that stuff a little bit. But I, you know, it's funny because when I go to research someone to interview for the show, I go to their website. 90% of the time I come out with about zero information. I go to their Instagram and I learn all about them. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and maybe we're, maybe, maybe our attention spans are shorter too. <laughs> like, I, like, I don't need all this blather. I just want to know. 
you know, where are you teaching? <laughs> we can catch up later. I don't have time for this. I have to go make my tea. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I was dabbling around in the Instagram settings yesterday, and I found that you can go in there and set up if I read it right, maybe I'm totally wrong. You can, first of all, you can monitor the amount of time you spend on there. And you can set up your phone to tell you when you've reached your limit. <laughs> you know, that's... I thought it would be interesting to set for maybe one week out of the month. Just to, you know, it's like a recalibration. And I have to say, my I have four, four grown adult children. And they are so much better with social media than me. About once a month, they take a fast. They're gone for a week. They disappear, and it just that's what they do to recalibrate. And, and I'm like, very disciplined children. Yeah, right. I don't know where they got it from, <laughs> but they yeah they they teach me a lot. They're like, "Mom, get your head out of there," you know. <laughs> oh, isn't that funny? Get your head out of there. Well, it's true, and especially when I start to really consider, like, if I were to tabulate. It, it's, I, I'm already wincing. It's not good. I wake up and yeah. this sort of goes into your next item on the list, but I do wake up and I listen to um, a wonderful newsy kind of yeah. podcast and it's only 30 minutes, but it's kind of my transition time while I'm kind of coming into the day. And then that phone or screen, because I have an iPad and whatever, it's never very far from me. I know. If there's a lapse, I'm looking. Yeah. Ooh, time for some discipline, tough love. (laughs) My excuse to have it on me all the time is because I have the four kids and they're all over the country and there's, you know, (laughs) so I I always want to stay connected to them. (laughs) But while I think that's our problem. (laughs) (laughs) Keep that gadget. But that's probably why they tell you to get off. I know, right? (laughs) They're like, get off of social media. So get a life, mom. Yeah, yes. That's it. The podcasts are a great, a great tool. Like you said, I listen to a short one too. It's a little newsy one in the morning as I'm carrying my phone from room to room. (laughs) It's just a short one. But um, I mean, wow, where do you start with art podcasts? There's, there's so many out there and they, they aren't all the same. They cover different aspects um, of art. A lot of them a lot of them are really bad. I mean, that's what I've found. There's a lot, but for, for whatever reason, I just think, oh, no. And so that's why I think, again, I love my friends who are so detailed and do a lot of research. And I ask them, what's out there that's new that's good, you know? And um, Well, save me time. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. It saves me time or read reviews, especially, you know, with books mm-hmm. and things like that. But podcast reviews are great. And, and there's just, I don't know, you have to limit yourself. I just find you really have to limit yourself. Get out there. There's some good ones. Definitely listen to this one. <laughs> but we, <laughs> oh, yes. I find often I find that there are some that I shy away from because they, to be honest, they're phenomenal, but they give me too much information. And I know it will make me feel guilty when I don't process it all. I know that. That's you have I mean. favorites? I, well, it used to be, aha, I used to sit there with my pen and oh. in the car, Margaret. I used to write 
as I was driving. <laughs> and then I would find those do lists. Do this, do that. Yeah, and I'd probably get to one or two of the, the things. But, you know, still, yeah. I didn't learn to yeah. go. Um, I can't think of anything. Yeah, I can't think of one called, um, oh, gosh. Oh, uh, don't, don't keep your day job. And she actually, this is this is the one that got me to start a podcast years ago. Long story, she's she's a great young girl, and it's a really great podcast. And she has so much inspiration to offer, and so many phenomenal guests. But every single guest, I want to buy their book. <laughs> and then, and, <laughs> and so, there you are. And so yeah, so I cut it back. I used to listen weekly. Now I listen monthly. That's all. I just I, I take. You it know, I I do listen to a couple. If, if, if the spirit moves me, yeah. I listen to art podcasts, but I have started picking up oddball podcasts. Now, I don't know if other people do this, but sometimes when I'm painting, music can help me either get a little more energetic or, you know, just sort of helps my mind blank out. I'm lucky I have a studio mate. And when we're both there, we enjoy listening to soundtracks. Yeah. And it's always this game where I'll suddenly go, wait a minute. And she goes, name it. And I have to think <laughs> and I'll say something like, is that from, you know, uh, Legends of the Fall? And she's like, yes. <laughs> and or I'll think all of a sudden I'll, I'll have this image of Meryl Streep. And I think, is that out of Africa? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so we listen to that. But when I'm by myself, sometimes I like a voice. It yeah. doesn't even necessarily have to be so I like the storytelling podcasts. Oh yes, those are yes. fun. Those and are. I've started, I've started listening to this goofy one that actually I find there are a lot of uh, things that apply to art, and it's called Cherry Bomb. And she's uh, a chef, and she interviews other chefs. Oh, and let me tell you, chefs share <laughs> a whole lot with the world of a of a fine artist. Um, it's amazing the sort of the creative process. Anyway, I love those it. are those are the sorts of things that that take my time. Yeah, and I'm, um, I, like you, when you're when you're painting, th those are the best times I think to listen to them. Yes. But something like that, a story based thing where I'm not like yeah. thinking more analytically, those are nice to listen to. I, yeah, where you just sort of listen along. It's a little I don't know. It's a human little human contact. Yeah. Um, you know the next thing when we were talking about sort of all of all of these options we have, I will say that an art crit group yeah. is, it's, let's see, it's a little social because you're meeting up. I, I'm in one that, you know, we sort of do a potluck dinner or we did prior to shutdown. Yeah. Um, and then we, but before dinner, we, everybody brings a piece of art and you pop it up there and you get some feedback yeah. and you can be, it, it, it's not a cruel, right? It's not a cruel thing. People tend to wince at the word crit or critique, but I guess I'm just a big fan of it because that's that's where you get a lot of growth from. Now, you um, the other thing that I tossed on our list of things is it's something that I did this year. If you know of someone, even if you don't know them, but you simply know of them, maybe a gallerist that you really admire, somebody who's you know curated something, and you you think you see that spark. Um, even an educator, you can contact someone whose opinion you want and offer 
yes, I know we hate this word, but offer to pay them and ask them if they'd look at something you're working on or, or a series or, a, you know, that's, there's nothing wrong with that and everything right with it in yeah. terms of improving your art. I mean, it's like anything. We tend to repeat the same mistakes over and over again until someone says, you know, uh -huh. you keep making that sky blue, but if you look at it, it's honestly, it's kind of pink and you think, what? And it's just that fresh eye approach. So yeah. I think there are, those are small ways, right? It doesn't have to cost you a fortune, but those are small ways of actually and that, that, helping yourself grow. Yeah, that was something I thought about too, as I was thinking about personality types and, <clears throat> you know, you have those who are the extreme glass half full, glass half empty. In mm. both of those extremes, actually, we all do, but especially those extremes really need some assessment and direction and a mentorship in that in that way, because they're either one telling themselves their work is terrible when it isn't, or they're two thinking it's great when it's not. So they, they need some balance. And I think, you know, knowing yourself, first of all, is absolutely key be, before you try to absorb any information. You have to know what, you know, am I self-motivated? Um, are books and, and videos going to do it for me? Am I going to be able to get myself through that self-pace and utilize the information? Or am I just wasting money and it's going to sit on a shelf? Yeah. Right. Do I need to be, I'm a procrastinator, so I need to be in class. I need to be held accountable. I need to, you know, have to figure all that out. So, you know, you got to know yourself, got to know if you're a procrastinator, know how you look at things, know your learning styles. Um, you know, like I talked about earlier, I, I, I have known for years that I'm just a highly visual person. I take more in by reading than auditory, uh, but podcasts have been great to strengthen that weakness. However, when I want to really learn something, I'm going to do it through a visual hands-on class where the tactile activity is happening because that's how I'm going to take in my best information. You know, I think it's not impossible, but it is hard hard for people to figure out their style until they start to like read the clues you yeah. know sort of what is it would you prefer to uh you know read a cookbook or watch a cooking demonstration like how, how is it that you take in knowledge mm -hmm. and certainly one of the things that we're i think aware of is you know we all have limited resources you don't want to blow it on the wrong thing or something that That's doesn't right. work for you so yeah, true. And that goes with our time too. So I'll let you take it away. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. I, I actually wrote a note here and I said, you have to think about what you have for available time. You know, how it's, it's, it's a, this is like the hardest task in life. How do you get it all done? And for me, I have to say, part of getting it all done is always eliminating. You know, I love nothing more than a list because I can usually, in a time crunch, knock off 30% of it as that can wait till later. It's meaning, not as meaningful. But, you know, when you're thinking about whether you want to sit there and watch a video for an hour or you want to do an online class that's maybe a commitment of an hour a week or, or whatever the structure is, you really need to make sure that you're making it work with your life. Um, and by that, I just mean we all have other things tugging at us and don't feel guilty mm. when, I mean, I always feel like I was doing a, I was doing a portrait class last year. I decided the cheapest way for me to get a model in front of me was to take a class. 
because that way she'd be there. Um, and there was this really talented young woman who was next to me and she would run out of there like a half an hour early because she had to do school pickup and all of that. Yeah. And I used to think it was such, I felt badly for her. I felt like it was such a luxury for me because I could stay there right up until the moment the class ended and sort of clean up afterwards. Whereas, you know, she had to back that all up, mm -hmm. but I think you've got to figure out if you can live with those sorts of stresses mm -hmm. when you're making these commitments. And honestly, um, I've written a note here that says time management. You know, you know, whether that's your skill or not, if you're really good, go ahead, pack your day and you'll get it all done. I would not because, you know, I'm that, you know those things where they say, "What kind of a dog are you?" Yeah. Ooh, squirrel. <laughs> like, I, I think I'm the dog that was. Ooh, ooh squirrel. Ooh, pretty. pretty. I'm more like, ooh, pretty picture. Um, so I like I like having gaps if I can do it, but some people don't. I think the important thing is to figure out what you have available, what you can actually use, and if that's the best use of your time. If it is, then I think it's a solid win, and that goes for whether you're going to a class, watching a class, or even if you've just decided to sit down with all those art books, the ones I'm going to collect this weekend and put on the table. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And then there's and the other flip important. side of that where you can make excuses and stay limited because you're maybe afraid, you know, afraid of going forward and doing things wrong. And so you say, oh, I mm -hmm. have no time. I have no time to do this. I have no time to do that. And you know, in life, I find you really make, t you have time for, for what you want to do. And so it's just it's you know, the whole case, right? where you want to go, all that stuff. But don't limit yourself with excuses saying you don't have time. That's, I've done that. I've done that before in, in areas. And it's like, no, no, you're just afraid of the hard work. Just get in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't have time to clean that closet. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Love it. Yeah. And then, of course, you have to know your goals. Like, what are you doing with this anyway? You know, where are you heading? Are you going to be like Michelle Jung and go back to school and get your master's in painting at 40-something years old? You know, are you going to make pretty books for the grandkids? You know, you got to, there, there's the ends of the spectrum. And that alone, knowing full well where you're heading is really going to help you decide which of these things is most important. You know, for many people, um, they retire and it's a great social event and they keep these workshops full and that's nothing wrong with that. It's great. Oh, it's They can take great. everything they want and keep going. And for others, you know, who are like, gee, this is going to be a career for me. Well, step up your game and, and start cutting out the useless stuff and get down to business, you know. Get rid of the, yeah, it's true, that 30%. But, which is to say there's nothing wrong with any of those. We, right. we, right. We've talked to I fully acknowledge whatever it is that you, it's nice if you know what you want to get out of it, because then you're likely to hit the mark. But yeah, yeah it's, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Um, okay. So we talked a lot about, you know, the classes you can take, the workshops you can do either online or in person, the books you can read, the exercises, all of the above. But there's a lot of sort of places where I think certainly I've seen it over and over in the years, like what are the problems? And when I say I've seen it, I've not only observed it, I think I've lived it. <laughs> and I think one of the things that it's so a trap to fall into is just 
oversaturation. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you have thought about what you want to get out of it, as you just said, Laura, and you kind of know, you know, isn't that it really? I, I think just if you know what you want, um, stick with that. Don't sort of hop because oversaturation is just going to put too many voices in your head. When I first left my job to paint full time, I took a workshop because I thought I'm going to need some grounding. And it was a great workshop. I loved it. Thank you very much. Um, got me launched. And then I took another one. And then I suddenly thought, oh, three in one year. I realized it was too much because yeah. I wasn't processing what I'd gotten in the first one. Right. And, mm. you know, it takes different people have different answers to this. But I, for me, the truism is it can take weeks or months until what I've learned in a workshop. I always say till it comes out the end of my brush. Mm. Sometimes it's almost by accident. And I realize, oh, this is what he or she was talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't give yourself the space, if you keep putting new information in, I'm not sure you really can get the full benefit. So yeah, I just think that's something everyone needs to be wary of. Yeah, for sure. I, I did a Zoom class uh, right when we went into lockdown. Uh, it was great. It was fantastic. I it was with Mary Byram and boy, is she fun. And oh, I have notes. I, I know, isn't she so fun? And I have pages and pages of notes. And that can be overwhelming because you're like, yeah, I'm coming back to those. Well, of course, I put them away and I moved and I did dig them out. And I went and I said to him, this was just last fall. And I was I was like, you know what? I went through and I all the, the things that you underline and you put stars next to. I put them on sticky yes. notes. <laughs> I put them on sticky notes and I, I maxed myself at three. What are the three key takeaways from this workshop? And I put them over in my palette, actually, and I worked on those. And so I think that, you know, the pages and pages of notes and, and the, the big things, we just need to, to get it down to the couple of big things from that that we want to be, you know, seeing, showing up in our practice or in our work. And for me, a sticky note works. Do like you remember? Right in front of me. Do you remember? The three things. Do you remember what the three things? Yeah. Um, so what it were was, they? Well, it was a color workshop. So, so, and it's, oh. I mean, we're talking, we're going to basics. This is going to be embarrassing. But number one, don't, no. start, a, don't start a painting without doing not thinking through in your head, but doing a value study. So Mary made us do the value study, okay, which was so key. It's like, okay, we're going to do this value study twice. Not you do one, it in black and white? Both, black and white and right. color. Ooh, ooh. So we're doing Good three, one. yeah. So this was, this was pretty intense for me. I've not done that. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been told to do it, but I didn't do it. The, <laughs> the other one was to pick your color scheme and uh, before you start. And then she got us using an analogous color wheel, which I really like. So I've been doing that. And then the, the third one I had, it was the reevaluation of it. Reevaluate mm -hmm. it. Go over it. Get some critique. Get some thoughts. Don't get just thoughts with posting it on Facebook and seeing how many likes. <laughs> Don't do it that way, but get some That's thoughtful, good advice. thoughtful critique. And then if it's a winner, then paint it. So at this point, you've done it three times. If yeah. it's a winner, blow it up and do it. So, 
you know, have some fun. Yeah. 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 And those were some really valuable things that I had to process. You know, I, it, it just was a crazy summer and I didn't want to lose sight of what I had done there because I knew this stuff was valuable. So I went back and processed it through. So just taking the time to what is, what is the key that I want? Put it in front of yourself every day, every time you go to pick up the brush. What am I doing here? Um, and those, those were really great. And if you watch Mary Byram every day painting outside, yes, I have videotaping her, you will find that this, she does. I mean, she does those things. She's, she does her little value sketch and then she boom puts it out, but she's so fast and so good. And I say to my husband, look at her husband. How come you don't do that? Why don't you greet me like that? You should be taping me when I come home with paintings. And he just looks at me like, uh, <laughs> who is this? <laughs> I'm like listening to her husband. Isn't he wonderful? Oh, Why don't you start calling me Margaret Sheldon? <laughs> yes. Well, hi there, Mary Byram. I know. There's, there's, hey, there's Mary Byram. Yeah. Sure. No, she's she's worth watching. If you're not following her on Instagram, she is definitely. She it's is. Mary B Y R O M. O M. Yep. Yeah. Mary Byram. Gosh, she is a hoot. Yes. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Okay. Have we have we talked about styles and subjects? Oh, we didn't. <laughs> we <laughs> the whole subject, and that was me. <laughs> oh, shame, shame. Okay, styles and subjects and materials. Oh boy, that's that's probably why I skipped it, Margaret. Oh no, it's a big one. But you know what? It's sort of like it's like putting together a meal. Like, mm -hmm. yes, you could have a nice plate of pasta, mm. but if you really want to enjoy it, sometimes it's nice to have, you know, pasta with a little, you know, fresh chopped parsley and a side salad. Uh -huh. Please let's not forget a lovely glass of wine to go with it if you're so inclined. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I think that if you think about it, yeah. in terms of subject matter, it's interesting because I do think I actually have spent a lot of time thinking about this very topic in the last year. Um, I do think a series is worthwhile if you're ready for that. Mm. Um, it isn't just painting the same scene over and over and over, or the same kind of scene, but it is about maybe thinking about what you want to say with what you're painting. Mm -hmm. You know, having sort of a, a thought and finishing it. That's the other thing is finishing it and then moving on to the next thing mm. I think is a huge piece of the growth of deciding what it is you want to paint. Um, That's a finishing right there is yeah. a huge one. It's How many artists one. have stacks of unfinished paintings? And why? Oh, well, they got to the seven. You know, I think. Yeah, what? They got that's a whole. That's a whole topic. Yeah. <laughs> what, what that is is sometimes you get bored with a painting, and that's yeah. okay. Stop. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's a bad painting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Don't finish it. Get rid of it. Yeah. I think artists need to just purge more. Yeah. In the old days, they didn't, not every work, first of all, people sell their work. Don't even get me going on this one. Way too soon. Yeah. When people are selling junk, they are going to live to regret that. Yeah, yeah. Grow and get better. <laughs> You know what? That bad stuff is still going to be out there, and somebody's husband is still going to point to it and say, "Laura, you know, King did that one." So be, be careful what you ask for. Right. But I do think this idea—it's a really good one. 
you have to think about what it is you're trying to say, you know, just to be making pictures, that's mm -hmm. fine, but yeah. do not think that that's going to sustain you over 30 years. I mean, yeah. maybe it will, I don't know, maybe my, I'm on my high horse again, but I, I do think that there's something to be said. It, it engages your mind more oh, absolutely. when you have something to say in your paintings. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, I think that's great advice. Do a series but when you've finished what you want to say mm -hmm. yeah it's funny because um i'm not a, a woohoo kind of person but i do some yoga and i and i don't you know i when i meditate i fall asleep so i don't meditate really that much <laughs> it really relaxes me but I, the other day i had this real aha moment and and so we're definitely off the subject but this is the subject we need to be talking about I had this aha moment of, you know, rethinking now, what is it I want to say with this new series that I've just embarked on? Because for me, it's the series I come back to all the time, and that's painting the ocean. It is the love of mm -hmm. my life, <laughs> and I'm not going to escape it. No matter how I mm -hmm. try to go paint other pretty things, they just, they they end with, okay, that's that's how I feel about it. Okay. Yeah. But the ocean is my love, and I was, at the end of my yoga, I was sitting there, and I, the sun was streaming in and I said, you know, here, now I live less than 10 minutes from the ocean and I'm going to paint that, that thing every day that I can get out the door. I'm going to be there. And so I'm like, what is it I want my paintings to, to end my life? You know, what is it I want to put Ooh. in the world? And these three words just kept like a mantra thing. I guess this is what you call a mantra. This is the first time it's ever come to me. I've never had it light energy and life i mean to me that's what the ocean represents it's it absorbs all the sun the, all the light is in the ocean the energy of the ocean is ferocious and life-giving and life and it's just like it just kept coming to me and it's like that's my new go-to right there and so i'm really fired up over starting for the hundredth time my new series of the ocean <laughs> well that's perfect yeah you've kind of defined you know yeah words if you can spend the time and this, this is where i think it's really helpful to speak with someone else yeah. whether it's you you know an art group a friend whatever right. but when you can find the words and sometimes come on who hasn't had this experience it isn't until you're talking about something yeah. that you actually hear yourself define it exactly it's like you are learning from the words spilling out of your mouth right so it, if you have the chance to like think it's easy to say okay i like to paint the ocean and then what are you going to do paint a hundred breaking waves you'll lose your mind but if you're painting it with this motivation right, right? you've now like defined what it is you're trying to get your painting to say right it's great yeah and i think that's what sustains us yeah different times yeah. of day different weather different oh, absolutely. light every day uh, every day i go to this beach it's different every day yeah you know the, oh you're gonna have a good series then i am and so I, so that's it right like like you've defined your subject matter yeah for and I, now right we all know that can exactly. change yeah but you've defined it you know the materials you've always painted you said in yeah. And oils? Oils. And and be... I, well, I went to the water base for a while and those were great. And I may stick with those and I've explored a little bit of gouache, but um, yeah, I mean, going on. I to... have to admit, I'm, I'm curious about the water based, but yeah. gouache, it seems like everyone. Well, that's why I had to try. It's just kind of fun. It's yes. so fun. 
it's so fun and it's so fun so to try it yeah and, and I do it right and in. when you're doing those quick studies yeah fabulous it is and you know that's the other thing is do whatever it is you want play with it um, until till the sentence is over right i love it <laughs> all right I'm sure we're blowing the time limits here, yeah. but I will say the next on our list in terms of kind of ways that we think you can dance around some of the potential problems as a painter, particularly, is um, it's really helpful to keep when, when whatever class you're doing, whatever subject you're exploring, even if it's just you on a bitter cold day in your car at the beach. I mean, I'm thinking this can apply to everything. Yeah. Keeping a separate notebook for each kind of learning. Yeah. And what I mean is if you, mm. if you go to a workshop, don't, you know, make sure you can find those notes. Now, maybe you have one sketchbook that you write in that's um, just make different sections for different teachers or classes or things that you've learned. Mm. If you're thinking about doing a series maybe have a, a sketchbook that's going to be just devoted to ideas about that. I love sketchbooks that include words on the page. I do too. Yeah. I just, I love the way they look. I just want to like fall into I know. <laughs> um, you know, there was a show. I actually, I actually had my sketchbook accepted and it was a show of sketchbooks oh, and okay. yeah. And wow. the juror was great. Oh. And you had to bring your sketchbook in and everyone who came was given a pair of white gloves so that they wouldn't muck up your sketchbook and they could turn the pages. It was so cool. But getting to sort of, it's like a peek inside the brain. Yeah. People, you know, do diaries and people leave, you know, letters to their children or whatever. I think your sketchbook is where all the juice is, honestly. And have fun with it. Yeah. And then the other thing I, I think is really helpful is to review those, you know, to do one day when you review them, oh, like, yeah. it's kind of nice to sit there and open it up. Yes. It's like, Oh, you read what you wrote. You know, as you said earlier, you talked about um, the things that are underlined and starred and circled, yes. like this is important. <laughs> it's kind of fun to see what it was you thought was important and whether or not you sort of did anything with it. Ooh, that's true. So, or if you think it's still mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. Or you go and you do the checklist. Oh, I mastered that. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, sure. Yeah, I don't think I'd have any checks. Give yourself a report <laughs> card. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> what was it? Uh, plays well with others. That's what I'd get. I like it. That works. Uh, and then wrapping up with budget. Yeah, boy, that's easy to get in over your head, right? Just mm, um, Without a doubt. Yeah. And it's okay to discriminate. You know, if there's a class that's too expensive for you, that's fine. Don't take it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you know, maybe look for, has that artist done a YouTube video or is there, you know, a book or do you know somebody who went to it? Will yes. they share the notes with you yeah. just so you can kind of get a sense of it. But I think, I think it's really important to not pull out the plastic. <laughs> No, and I think, I think just maybe even at, you know, I, I tend to be pretty structured. So at the beginning of the year, I give myself a number. I don't want to go over for educational purposes. Um, and that's, too good. that's not just painting. That's, a, that's everything. Yeah, you know, but you, okay, so don't be so rigid. You know, you got to live too. And if a friend says, come on down this path because we're going to have a great time, then go have a great time. <laughs> so 
Laura, when you tell me that you're going to Tuscany <laughs> and you're packing your paints, I will be there. <laughs> I will blow my budget for you when I get that call. Yeah. I love it. We will. So for me, you know, the sum is, is definitely, I, I schedule in um, the things that I want to, to go forward with. Because I know, you know, we've all started a, a few, well, not everybody, but many people start the beginning of the year. We have all these great plans. We're two months in and where are you? Okay, reassess. And if it's not happening, then it's because you're not scheduling it to happen. So, you know, everything, time constraints, budget constraints, you can get there. You just got to really think it through. Think it through. And, and if we've learned nothing else this year, we've learned that, you can do a lot with the quiet time. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. This, is, this has been the year where we've all, there's, no one can complain that their commute was too long. <laughs> That's <true. laughs> Oh, I love it. All right. Well, now I'm kind of fired up. I want to pull out, yeah. you know, the, the <laughs> video of the portrait painter that I love and I want to yeah. get my notebooks lined up. But what I'm going to do, Laura, yeah. you can ask me next time. I will. I'm going to pull out all my art books. Yes. I'm and today is, isn't table. today such a perfect day? We've got the snow going in New England and we can yes, put on sure the, uh, the tea and curl up with the heated blanket. Sounds like my plan. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I guess there's no students that are no, I did. I do have the day off today, so that's thrilling. Oh, that's great! Unless my daughter goes into labor, then we have the the next emergency to deal with. But today we're good. Day off from teaching. Today you're good. Enjoy yes. it. Yeah, Enjoy yes. it. Yes. I I wish I could like go through our list now. Make sure you don't overschedule yourself, <laughs> <laughs> and don't blow all your money at Starbucks. All right. All right, Margaret. Well, you have a good week and enjoy your your snow and. Get in for that appointment as soon as you can. Yeah, I'll see you at, at figure painting. All right. <laughs> okay. If you found inspiration from today's show, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast and share it with a friend or two on social media. Also, take a moment to write a quick review on iTunes or share your takeaways from today's show on artistsofnewengland.com under today's episode. And while you're there, you'll find links to the topics mentioned in today's show. And don't forget to peruse the growing library of podcasts and resources. Thanks for listening. You got beauty to share with the world that no other human has. So get in the ring and pick up that brush.